0: Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to a Do Not Wash That Jersey episode of the, Edu- of the Colts Podcast. Damn, that's two. At least I didn't do it on one episode 100, which is coming Wednesday night, everybody. Wednesday night, we're finally hitting 100. Kind of a milestone. Can't believe we made it. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co host, my best friend, Andrew Moore, another host of a Colts podcast, formerly known as the Educated Fan. We're still educated, we're still smart, but now we just have a better name, Andrew. Buddy, how was the game Sunday? How was it to be in there with a lot of things to celebrate? It was actually pretty electric to be back in Lucas Oil Stadium.
1: Haven't been there for three weeks, but the big thing was the ghost was there. The ghost returned, and that was the loudest ovation I've heard in Lucas Oil Stadium in quite some time when TY Hilton ran out of that tunnel. So it was it was pretty cool to see the Colts took care of business against a, a lesser opponent, the Houston Texans. And, and then they showed just how dynamic they can be when when they're clicking on all cylinders. So it was a good bounce back game for the Indianapolis Colts, and they did a ex- Exactly what they needed to do against Houston, and hopefully start to build some momentum as we go throughout the year. Uh, how how was the game from your
0: vantage point? Uh, yeah, it was real good. It was real good to watch. I was sitting on—I uh, think I was just sitting on the floor, and Paige like took a picture of me. Well, I was just like hanging out on the floor because uh, I don't know. I was getting antsy, and it was—you know what? I remember exactly what it was. It was after the big Jonathan Taylor run. I was like, you got to keep feeding JT after that. You've got to get him in there because I have him on, you know, fantasy league as well. So a little selfish in that regard. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, three, like two in a row. No way did they do it again. And JT punches it in. Anyway, I could not believe they ran it to him again, which I respect the hell out of, by the way, uh, to give the guy who just got you all the way down there the football and the chance to score and to trust that he will. Uh, Respected the hell out of that move by uh, Mr. Frank Reich. And, hey, to Carson for not deciding to check out of any of those runs, uh, which, you know, maybe he's done in the past. Real quick, just want to remind you guys that you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Interact with us, too. You don't just have to follow us. Come uh, come talk with us on those sites at Occult's Podcast. Pretty simple. Occult's Podcast. Not to be mistaken for the educated fan. Uh So Colts beat the Texans 31 to three. They covered the under did the over (laughs) didn't hit, uh, because the Texans couldn't put any points on the board, which is fine by me. Uh, I didn't bet the over anyway. Uh, but an absolutely. What's the word uh, dominating performance. Am I missing a word?
1: I mean, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Dominating performance dominated in all three phases of the game. They really did. I mean, whether it was through the air on the ground on on offense, uh, on defense, they, I mean, they had a good bounce pack performance. They forced quite a few turnovers while the Texans were able to get quite a few yards. The, the defense did its job. It was bend, but don't break. And they forced quite a bit of turnovers. Um, throughout the game Mm -hmm. Uh, there are multiple of the defensive playmakers that we needed to see step up really did that on Sunday. So like I said, it was a good, it was good to see this Colts team bounce back because you, after such a devastating loss against the Baltimore Ravens, you really don't know how this team is going to bounce back. And if it's going to linger into, into the next week, but they put it behind them. I think T Y Hilton coming back had a big part in that really energized this team and really gave this team a jolt that he was back, he was ready to go to war with with his brethren, and and the Colts came out and they really took care of business. So, it, like I said, it was a good bounce-back game, and they, they dominated in all the areas that they should have against a struggling Houston Texans
0: team. Yeah, and let's, uh, let's jump right into it. I, Andrew, was watching. I had the game on right before uh, it kicked off, and they did show uh, T.Y., coming out on the field they showed the fans going so. uh and it was really awesome i could literally feel the energy of lucas oil through the tv and the sound wasn't even on yet i'm not like just by the way ty was coming out it was awesome um i literally almost went out and uh picked him up in all three of my fantasy leagues and started him glad i did not he still had a good game but not like a game you want to necessarily start him in fantasy but yeah and then Right away, right off the bat, we get the ball. I said, I looked at Paige. I said, they're going to throw the ball and that it's going to be a completion to TY first. I guarantee it. Well, yeah. And I it mean, was, they even
1: asked uh, Carson Lentz after the game, was there any doubt in your mind that that first play was going to TY Hilton? And he, he just straight up said, no, that's where <laughs> it was going to. It, there was, The plan was to get T.Y. Hilton involved early, and we already saw. I mean, we had talked about it, what T.Y.'s presence does for this Colts team, and we saw exactly that on Sunday already in his first game back. Every time that the Texans would try to switch coverage over to T.Y.'s side, Michael Pittman Jr., Zach Pascal, Mo Alley-Cox, left all these guys open and they were able to make plays and and then when they didn't switch the the coverage over there T.Y. Hilton burned up especially yeah. on a 52 yard bomb from from Carson Wentz to T.Y. Hilton a perfect throw a fantastic catch and, and then T.Y. Hilton in his first game back had four catches for 80 yards and, and that's only playing about 50% of the snaps I mean he's still trying right. to work his way back into football shape so I mean obviously those snaps are just going to continue to increase and and he's going to have a bigger role. So already if you you were seeing that and it, 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 It reminded me right away of seeing those deep balls from Andrew Luck to T.Y. Hilton, just the way Carson Wentz plays and the way Carson Wentz can just sling the pill. He can put everything behind it, and it's going to go 60, 70 yards. And and T.Y. Hilton's the perfect guy to go run under it and catch it and make a big play. So definitely a huge jolt to this offense, and and I think we already saw previews of what this offense is going to look like with T.Y. Hilton um, in the game.
0: Yeah, should have thrown that up there a second ago. A little T.Y. not Ty Hilton action. Yeah, like you said, four, four receptions, 80 yards. Um, and it was, I think, how many first downs was that? At least two. Three? He, he, he was got three it, of uh, the four. Uh, uh, I almost
1: thought each one of his catches <laughs> went for went for a first down because the I know the first three did and I'm pretty sure the last one did when he injured his quad. Which oh, oh.
0: yeah, he go for it. it was just shy of the first down. Okay, it ended up being like and, a and yard if that.
1: This little spoiler alert: the quad injury is fine. He 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 should be fine to play <laughs> next week. Unlike another wide receiver, we'll talk about. But anyways, it was great to see Ty Hilton back out there, like just a huge spark, not only for the offense, but but he's just an emotional leader for this entire team. Frank Reich was talking about it after the game that that they pick one player to speak Saturday in front of the team to kind of get the team not not pumped up, but just kind of dialed in and focused. And, and it's a pregame Hilton, speech. Yeah, pretty much. T.Y. Hilton spoke spoke to the team, and and it resonated like, with a lot three. of people. He didn't understand what it was receiver, because we'll that's, that's, about, that's kind of a anyway, special, was- special moment. But – what what he did say though, considering how he was contemplating retirement and and just the emotion that was behind it, because you you know Ty Hilton, he really doesn't show too much emotion, especially talking to the media. But with those teammates, he's he provides that emotional spark and that leadership that this team desperately needs. Yeah, and and, and it was it really just it sparked a fuel through the entire team, and I think that was evident on Sunday. By the way, all three phases of this Colts team played.
0: Yeah, it's and, and I, that was my point about the first downs. It's just every time, it feels like the Colts need a play, or just if he's involved, it's a big play. Uh, it's always impactful. It's not typically, uh, you know, a play that you're like, eh, okay, you know. I mean, occasionally, sure, but it almost always feels like every time he touches the ball, something good's gonna happen. Um, speaking of said other receiver, that that touchdown pass to Paris Campbell was absolute beauty. Could have been one fit one foot like farther. Carson could have put it maybe one foot farther out and it would have been perfect on the run, but still a butte. Um Paris catches it. Is that the play he got injured on? Spoiler alert again. Not that you don't know.
1: It, it is the play that he got injured on when when he fell into the end zone. I'm, I'm, it looks like the defender fell on his back heel, and that's what caused the the injury. They haven't given out specifics of of the injury, but it does look like Paris Campbell is going to miss a significant amount of time with a foot injury. Reich didn't ru- didn't say that it was season ending, but he also didn't rule it out. He said that very well could be.
0: Oh my gosh! Just,
1: I mean, you just you. It's just so unlucky isn't even the word for it anymore either your heart just breaks for this kid because the thing is paris campbell most of these injuries he's not even doing them to himself he's just in a bad spot like the guy falls with full force on the back of his heel when he's catching a touchdown his second career touchdown and and paris campbell you, you started to see his role increase in this yeah. offense over the past few weeks. I mean, he went from two receptions to two receptions to four receptions against Baltimore, and I think he was going to have a pretty big game against Houston because the way the Colts were were using their downfield passing, they were using a lot of the speed guys like a T.Y. Hilton and like a Paris Campbell because the Texans were playing such soft zone coverage, they were able to use that speed to get behind those safeties and really yeah. make big plays. And so I thought Paris Campbell was could have been on his way to a hundred yard performance, to be honest with you, and then that happens well, we mean, when you get a he, chunk like that, right? Fifty one yards right off the bat, and it, it just you, you hurt, you're heartbroken for this kid because yeah. he he puts in so much work,
0: and he was healthy all off season, and he, he puts really out a motivational, God loving tweet every morning, every single day, they, every they do, single day the dude incredibly is
1: so still po- is so positive still yeah. after all of this that's happened to him with his injuries. And then he has another tough break. So your heart breaks for Paris Campbell. And I think he was
0: poised to have a pretty big role in this offense moving forward. Well, we talked about it, he, the T Y T.Y. Hilton type role and that pass mm-hmm. right there is, is exactly what we're talking about. And it gets him hurt. I, I, it's very frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. We're going to get over it. I'm going to get over it. I was finally coming around. Um, yeah, and I was finally coming around and uh, get, like thinking, okay, he might actually stick around for a season. Nah, it's tough.
1: Yeah, and now it's the third season in a row, and you, you hate to talk about it this way, but... I mean, three is starting to be a pattern. And at some point, the Colts are... I mean, next year's a contract year for Paris Campbell. And at some point, you're going to need to say, can we rely on him long-term? And so far, he hasn't shown that their Colts are going to be able to do that, unfortunately.
0: Only only chance of him getting signed is if if he stays healthy all next year, has a great year, um, and they're still not going to sign him for what he would be worth if he could have stayed healthy for all four years. I mean, they they'd sign him early. Yeah. They'd signed him this year if he had been what he could have been. There's no way that he gets a long-term contract. If anything, no. it'd be an, a 1 to 2
1: year deal because unfortunately those injury that injury matters and the best
0: the best ability is availability yep. and so far Paris Campbell hasn't shown that. Uh offense in general. Rolling look good. Uh Texans defense not great. The rushing yards seem to be difficult to get it first at least um those started to come kind of had to get uh jt active in the passing game a little bit i did do you have any idea why it was so naheem hines heavy in the beginning of the game do you have a guess i mean i saw a lot of tweets about it before jonathan taylor did finally get rolling too like hello where is jt why is he not in the football game uh what's your take on that I think what they wanted to do is the Colts just really wanted to be aggressive to start
1: out. Like I said, the Texans were playing a lot of soft zone, and the Colts, the Colts in their film study, they were hoping that was going to be the case, and they game plan for that. So when they saw that soft zone, obviously you want to get T.Y. Hilton involved early. Then Paris Campbell catches a huge ball. Uh, Yeah, you're wanting to get it to Michael Pittman in the tight ends, and then honestly, the Colts because the Texans were having such long drives down the field, even though they didn't result in points, Mm -hmm. the Colts didn't have the ball too long in the first. Half, Yeah, so so you see that and, th- and that's where I think that maybe that's why Jonathan Taylor wasn't as involved early and it was more Naheem Hines because the Colts wanted to come out really wanted to put some pressure on this Texans D de- off op- our defense and, and and really wanted to try to get ahead so they could play with a lead because for the most part this year besides the baltimore game the colt's really haven't played with a lead too much so they they saw right. an opportunity they wanted to jump on it and obviously with the different skill set that naheem hines brings i mean it, it's just a different skill set than what jonathan taylor brings so that's why i think it was it was more naheem hines early jonathan taylor still had plenty of snaps in the first half they just weren't given in the ball he only had 3 touches before halftime yeah. and then after halftime I think that's what makes this Colts offense So dangerous is because at the drop of the hat Frank Wright can just switch up the complete the Game plan completely and say okay we're going to Pound the rock with J- Jonathan Taylor Or okay now we're going to open it up and Start giving it to, to T.Y. Hilton Michael Pittman Jr. Zach Pascal. Like there's that's what the Colts Want they want to be multiple in their offense So a team can't just pigeonhole Them and then they're screwed it once They if that's stopped so I thought that was That was honestly a good change of pace By Frank Wright there and and I know you've been you've been on frank right this year i did you have any qualms with how he called the game i thought he called a damn near perfect game on sunday
0: no i don't have an there issue i don't have an issue this week uh and that was my was it, that wasn't my x factor it was my i don't know i don't remember was it was he my x factor or was he my what, what you other one do do i thought you had quitty, quitty pay, pay was my x factor, factor. And then I also mentioned Frank Reich because I said I'm not going to stop mentioning him until he has a good game. Well, he had one, so maybe <laughs> I'll let him be next week. Um, I don't know. Playing another good defense, explosive runs and passes throughout that game, as you said, Andrew. Um, I'm. We're going to skip to Taylor and talk about him first. Like you said, second half took off. 14 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns. I I can't. Did I did I already talk, Did I say that before at, during the show that I couldn't believe that Frank actually kept giving it to him inside on the five or where two, three.
1: Right. And I, I mean, he after an 83 yard run, which is the longest run in Colts franchise history, believe it or not. Uh, they, I thought it was just since like 82 or something like that. It was since at least nineteen sixty, but then when you look okay. past nineteen sixty, there's not there's not one longer. So okay. so it's the longest run in franchise history, an eighty three yard run by Jonathan Taylor. I if saw.
0: The, I saw. Hold on, before you go on from that run in the in the history, somebody tweeted longest run since you know, you know until at least nineteen sixty or what, and somebody was like, uh, Donald Brown ran one for eighty yards in such and such year, and somebody responded, Hey man. 80 less than 83. (laughs) I just, I was rolling this morning when I saw that. that, I mean, the
1: man's not wrong. (laughs) Give him credit for that. But... uh. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I loved how Frank Reich was like, okay, Jonathan got us this far. He's Let's reward him with the touchdown. It was always oh, yeah. fitting. And and while the first two runs didn't go anywhere, that second, the, the third down run, and, and, I mean, Eric Fisher didn't have another great game, but I'll credit him on this one. Him and Chris Reed, and, and I'm not sure if it was Jack Doyle or Mo Alley Cox, I'd have to watch the film again. They really opened that up on the goal line on that third down and Jonathan Taylor ran right in. So kudos to the Colts offensive line play. there. I thought for the most part the Colts offensive line did have a really good game again, especially in that running game in the second half because Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack, they were able to get it running and that's what really helped this Colts team finish it off. And, and to be honest with you, Carson Wentz wasn't pressured too much. Now that I, if I remember correctly, there was a couple times, I mean, he had a couple sacks, obviously, but as far as overall pressure, Carson Wentz, it seemed like he had plenty of time to throw and get the ball where he wanted to on Sunday.
0: Yeah, for the most part. Uh, this week, at least, it wasn't the blocking of uh, Eric Fisher. It was just the dumbass penalties, uh, one of which I would I would say was borderline encroachment. Um, defensive player in the neutral zone. He, I mean, the guy did jump. Was he in the neutral zone? It was real close. Doesn't matter. They it got called on Fisher. That was what three that game. Um you know, it's a lot easier football game when you're not getting backed up over and over and over. But blocking wise, I can't complain. I love how we scheme up plays where like we always can just count on Jonathan Taylor to level at least one dude or get around him. I mean, there's so many plays drawn up like go ahead and take care of this corner or this safety, or sometimes even linebacker. Like you got you can handle that. That's fine. We'll block these guys. I love it.
1: Jonathan Taylor's an absolute star, man. He really is. I think the NFL
0: finally, like I told you last week, somebody finally put him up on the next tier. It's a matter of time before he's tier one.
1: Like he's, he's absolutely coming into his own and, and you're seeing it's, it's just the different, not only can he run a guy over that home run speed, he can break an 80 yard run literally at any time. Even if he only had yeah. three touches up until that point, any, every single play that he touches the ball can go for six. We mm-hmm. saw it last week and now on the screenplay that went 76 yards this week for 83 on the rush. It, it's just an incredible quality that, that the Colts have in such a star running back. And like I said, he's been getting better in the past game as well wasn't really known for it coming out of Wisconsin and now that he's made that an integral part of his game and I credit the coaching staff they're really helping that out and really developing that within Jonathan Taylor so he can be used as a as a more potent weapon in this offense and I'm it's just the way that he has came on, I think this is what we were waiting. We saw it at the end of the year, but we were wondering, can he bring this over to his sophomore year? And I think he's done that and more this oh, year. He, he and it's, better, abso- yeah. it's absolutely stepped up the game of the offense, took pressure off Carson Wentz, which is exactly what it was supposed to do. And and I, I really don't have anything else to say besides Jonathan Taylor is a budding star in this league.
0: Yeah, he was awesome. And to start the year, he kind of had trouble hitting the holes finding the right holes uh to start the year kind of like he started out last year but it lasted a lot longer last year this year it was more like he was just knocking the dust off um so it's yeah. he didn't take a single carry in the preseason so yeah. on,
1: honestly he was knocking he was the dust old. off. Right. Colts loyalist says it right here that he's a FedEx player of the week candidate. And Gotta he's ex- exactly right. He, he had 145 yards, two TDs more than any other rusher this week. I mean, Derek Henry plays tonight, but we'll see against that, that Buffalo bills defense. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I voted for him for FedEx player of the week. There wasn't
0: anybody else that was more deserving than JT. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm going to vote for JT no matter what, but um, <laughs> listen, Carson Wentz, 11 for 20. Okay, not a great completion percentage really when you think about it. Still had 223 yards. That just that just goes right towards, you know, evidence that we had explosive pass plays. Two touchdowns. Um 31 points. Carson Wentz only threw the ball 20 times. We just tied our most points of the season, tied with last week, and we only threw last the ball week, 20 times.
1: Last week they only had 25.
0: So 35. this was the most Passes. 25 35 passes oh. i literally just I, looked at it
1: i thought no i thought you said tied our most points last, last we tied week. our most point last week
0: we had 31 no the what baltimore the? Ravens just, had 31 is that what it was was i looking at the wrong number Piss <laughs> off. So i was
1: trying to tell you the The colts only had 25 but i get your point that carson Wentz only thrown it 20 times point. and the colts still score the most they have all season the perfect recipe for this Colts offense. This is exactly what they wanted. They didn't want Carson Wentz throwing the ball 40 times a game, not because they didn't trust he could do it, but because he doesn't need to. When you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Marlon Mack in the backfield, you can rely on those guys and make it so the defense can't just key in on stopping Carson Wentz. You also have to key in on stopping this three-headed monster that the Colts have at running back. So it opens things up for Carson Wentz to get it to his his trio or, or quarterback tet of receivers yeah. however you want to look at it this is exactly the success the colts wanted to see and honestly the completion percentage doesn't bother me too much the i i i think what people people see the completion percentage but at the same time carson wentz is has never been a guy that has a high completion percentage because he is pushing it down the field phil yeah. rivers had a very high completion percentage but phil rivers checked it down a lot and took the short Drew Brees. The short route, Drew Brees as well. The Colts wanted Carson Wentz to have a more explosive offense. Andrew yeah. Luck, even Andrew Luck, never was the guy that had the best completion percentage. His completion percentage was in the the mid to low sixties for most of his career. Yeah, and I, I think Colts fans would agree with me. I mean, we would take Andrew Luck back in a heartbeat.
0: So here's I mean, that's the thing: twenty yards of completion.
1: Right, exactly. It, it's an absurd amount, and it just shows the explosiveness. And this is what the Colts were so excited about when they traded for Carson Wentz. Yeah. They wanted the offense to be more explosive, and Carson Wentz gives them that. Carson Wentz is also held on and not forced or not thrown balls that are in danger of being intercepted. I mean, last year at this point, here's here was a great stat. At this point last year, Carson Wentz had eight touchdowns and nine interceptions. This year he has nine touchdowns, one, one interception, interception, and that interception was on a fluke play, a great play by Aaron Donald. Yeah. So, so Carson Wentz is taking care of the ball. I he's only lost, I think, one fumble, and it was last week against Baltimore. So he only has one turnover. Uh, on the season and we're six games in, that's fantastic by Carson Wentz. He's not putting the ball in harm's way. He I, There were a couple times this week where he did throw the ball away, and I was encouraged to see that. I think he needs to definitely make sure he stays on top of that and keeps working at that because there were still some plays that I think he could have thrown the ball away earlier instead of taking like a sack or trying to take off and run and and kind of getting in a dangerous situation there. But Carson Wentz is, is taking care of the ball. And I like getting back to the original point, I'm not too worried about that completion percentage because I think it's not going to be as high when you have a guy that's throwing it down the field and trying to get those explosive plays. And so far, we're seeing what the Colts' offense wants to be. They're starting to find
0: their identity. And guess what? Next week, the Niners are going to look at what just happened, and they're going to say, shit, we're going to have to put some more guys in the box. We are going to have to stop the run. And that's when Carson Wentz is going to eat them up. And mm-hmm. that we can just go back and forth every week if we have to. I don't care. But the 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 49ers are going to say, Kyle Shanahan's going to say, do not let him run the ball. And they might be successful in that. But then Carson Wentz is going to tear him up, and I and I am confident in that.
1: Yeah, and even, even though Carson Wentz went 11 for 20 and only had 55% completion, his quarterback rating was still 127.7 mm-hmm. out of a possible 158.3. Yeah. Still a fantastic game by
0: Carson Wentz. Defense, forces, turnovers. This used to be a conversation we couldn't have about the Indianapolis Colts. It just was not for years. It was like, can we please force a turnover? Can we win a turnover battle? We've done it a lot of times this season so far. Um, We have not capitalized on it every week. This week, though, defensive playmakers did stand out. Three forced turnovers
1: yeah and and the the defensive playmakers needed this i think because we've been talking about how deforest buckner needs to step up we need to see a better performance out of kenny moore darius leonard has been doing the best that he can but he's been hobbled he hasn't he's been making some miscues in coverage and and i think we all saw it come together this week Mm -hmm. i mean deforest buckner right off the bat he had a sack um i think he had uh, five tackles in the game darius leonard seven tackles an interception and a forced fumble so, uh, Kenny Moore would, had 10 tackles. Julian Blackman, the hits that Julian Blackman was laying on, on people, again, just flying up through there. And, and even the diving interception by Isaiah Rogers, who came in for Rocky Sin, who went out with, a, with another ankle injury. The, the Colts' defense was forcing turnovers, and this is exactly what they want to be. They, they're not going to be a team. They're going to give up a lot of yards, I should say. They're not going to be a team that necessarily stops teams right in their tracks. They're going to give up some easy completions i mean davis mills i think his his completion percentage was in the in the either the high 60s or the 70s somewhere around that area yeah but there's only three points on the board because of those forced turnovers yeah. and because when when the texans started to get down in the colts end of the field and those
0: three that, kari willis this close oh, to making it zero. Oh, we were Almost. close to a shutout almost carrie willis almost
1: had that one and i I, he definitely wants that one back but this is the exact game that that the colts defense needed i know it's against the houston texans i know it's against davis mills but at the same time davis mills honestly
0: looked good sorry to interrupt shocked i was i was i was surprised but
1: this is what the, the defensive playmakers needed. They needed a game to get back on track, and they needed to build. I think they really needed to help build their confidence back up and, and play with that edge that this defense plays with, and and I think that helped on Sunday.
0: Are you including the turnover by downs and the three turnovers forced?
1: No, we can not make that the four. That's turnover. four because
0: Quiddy Pay got an interception before he got a sack, and I don't give a shit what the ref he said. He should have. Oh, man. That did that, not touch I the mean, ground. It was one of those two, crazy. It was like one of those two where you, if you watch it in real slow motion, it got so blurred. And I think he I think he had control of the ball and then the tip touched a little bit, but it didn't matter. We were getting the ball anyway. It helped us with yardage. But Quiddy Pay got robbed.
1: Imagine if if there was a bet out there that Quiddy Pay's first interception would come before his first sack. Oh, I mean the odds and, on that would have been and insane. Then, and, and then, then, then you it gets you the goal overturned. <laughs> The absolute oh worst backbeat. I, be I bet
0: you that was like a plus 20 to 30,000, like something insane. Something insane like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I want to skip to Leonard just because I'm ready to click on this comment. Um, Leonard, seven tackles, an interception, and a forced fumble. Corey says, how about that maniac? Great performance by the D. Did not think that one through. Uh, but do you think we should get Darius let Darius get back to 100% and still letting him play and risk further injury? Listen, you tell Darius Leonard to come off the field. That's, that's, that's about the best I have to say about it, but listen, it was a great performance by the D Darius
1: Leonard. <laughs> you're, you're not going to be able to stop him from coming off the field unless he either a has a concussion or, or B, he literally can't walk on that field. Darius Leonard is doing everything he can to try to heal the ankle and not miss any time. Uh, There was an article, I think it came out by the athletic today. Great piece on, on what Darius Leonard is trying to do throughout the week. He is getting constant massages, constant treatment on that ankle. He, he goes home. He still looks a little slow. He does look a little slow, but but I think you're starting to see it slowly get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And every single night, he spends at least an hour in a hyperbaric chamber at his house. She's doing everything he can to try to get this ankle back and healthy. And if you think about it, so so far this season, Darius Leonard in six games has two interceptions. He has two forced fumbles and he has three fumble recoveries. You can't replicate that with anybody. On this Colts defense, E.J. Speed, Zaire Franklin, Matthew Adams—I really don't care who's coming in and playing linebacker. The Colts cannot replicate that, and and so far, his ability to create turnovers has been one of the few bright spots. On this Colts defensive yeah. unit, you think about it, the Colts really haven't had too much to hang their hat on on defense besides Darius Leonard getting these turnovers. And Darius Leonard getting these turnovers and forcing them and being in in crucial spots, making plays. I think he's made at least one big play every single game. Doesn't mean he's yeah. been perfect by any means. He has no, made he his mistakes not. and and we've called him out on it. But, but he still is having a major impact out there even if he's only 75%, and I think the Colts desperately need that right now considering how that defense is playing, and they don't have an Anthony Walker that can come in and and play for him if he needs to take a couple games off. The Colts are in the middle of trying to climb back into this AFC South battle, and Darius has to be out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, 100% has to. Um, Buckner, finally heard his name. Five tackles and a sack been a while he was
1: was consistently getting pressure up the middle and i thought i really thought that that other people on the defensive line would get in on that unfortunately we still didn't see the pass rush that i wish we could see davis mills still had plenty of time to throw back there he was able to get outside on a lot of bootlegs and again that killed the colts Uh, at some point this this pass rush needs to step up I'm not going to get on Quiddy Pay too hard quite yet just especially because he missed two games with a hamstring injury that kid's still trying to come back and and get fully healthy but when he does I think we need to start seeing some some production out of Quitty Pay uh, it's about time that we I'm not I mean like I said I'm not expecting Quiddy Pay to be an all-pro from the start Pass rushers take time to develop, but when you yeah. invest high draft capital, especially in a, as a first round pick, into a guy that that is was touted as now if number one, if not number two, pass rusher coming out of this draft class, he's been he's been very good in the run, but he was drafted to go after and get the quarterback, and we need to start seeing him put that together uh, here in the next few weeks, so and, and start building momentum towards the end of the season.
0: Yes, let's go Bills. Hey, real quick, I I glossed over Darius because uh, you talked about him for an hour, so I wanted to get one more thing in. (laughs) Darius Leonard is an – by the way, the punch out for the fumble was – I mean, he direct full fist punched the ball right out. Uh, But listen, Darius Leonard is great at creating turnovers. Uh, He's going to start creating some double turnovers if he doesn't protect the damn football when he has it. I mean, multiple times a season. You have the lateral, uh, and then you had the interception. He's just holding it out like you know a young, dumb running back trying to look cool. Tuck the ball, and then he did it again. He did it twice in that game. He did it last – the the lateral last week was insane. But, yeah, it's constantly away from his body. He needs to protect – he was thinking about trying to lateral the ball again after the interception. I'm not shitting you. He
1: needs to go to uh, the uh, Montgomery School of carrying the ball. The Colts' running back coach yeah. to to learn how to how to secure it and and make sure it doesn't end up as another fumble.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, and you mentioned more. I thought Blackman looked incredible. That f- almost fumble uh, that was definitely not a fumble that he uh, tried to force. Uh, that the speed on that play was off the charts I caught him right at the top of the screen and I was like oh my god he, there's like the flat he was cruising after the QB headhunting it was awesome Julian
1: Blackman is is solidifying himself as a playmaker on this defense you, you I think what has really been something big for Julian Blackman is I mean yes he started out the season pretty pretty hot last year but then as the season went along he kind of ran into that rookie wall the long season not not being able to get himself conditioned before the season that really hurt him this year he was healthy all offseason had a full offseason full training camp to go through he's in great shape and and he's really showing the impact that he's having on this on this defense and honestly he's proving chris ballard right chris ballard said that this kid could have all pro potential down the line yeah he keeps on this trajectory, I think he might be an all-pro safety. He's been fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think he's really good. Uh, And I said last week uh, that I think he's becoming a personality in the NFL as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Some pre-game, like just mic'd up stuff. You see him on the sideline talking, um, not to mention the, the Derrick Henry talk, you know, and not disrespectful, just said he wanted to go in there and tackle him. Um, we got to keep it moving here. Too many easy third down conversions allowed, uh, nine out of 17, uh, for the Texans against a rookie QB. Luckily, like you said earlier, turnovers kept them from scoring points, but, uh, we got, we've got to stop that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that was a big thing against Baltimore. They kept picking up third downs and, and it against the, against the Houston team. You can do that. Next week against the San Francisco or the week after that against Tennessee, that's going to get you in trouble. This this Colts defense definitely still has things to work on. I think it was a good game against Houston. Houston's also a far lesser opponent. They, They need to continue to work on things, continue to be tighter on third down, especially Xavier Rhodes, man. Davis Mills was picking on Xavier Rhodes and having great success. Yeah. Seemed like it didn't matter if it was Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins. It didn't matter what wide receiver was out there. Xavier Rhodes. I mean, yeah. there were some plays that he was in good position. The
0: wide receiver just made a better catch. There are only but three people were, on that football team that I knew their name, and uh, the, we let them move the ball on us miraculously somehow not. Xavier
1: fun. Rhodes, Xavier Rhodes does not look like the 2020 Xavier Rhodes, and no. and I think I I wrote this in my article that. The Colts took a chance by re-signing Xavier Rhodes instead of looking outside for cornerback help. And and if if he doesn't regain that 2020 form or some re- resemblance of that, I think it's a failure on this Colts front office because who would have thought that Rocky Sin, six weeks into the season, we'd be Not considering me. the best, the best cornerback. And, and Kenny Moore stepped it up. We need to see Kenny Moore play like Kenny Moore the rest of the year. Xavier Rose has been an absolute shell of himself I know he's had that calf injury he had that concussion but it, it, Xavier Rhodes needs to get this fixed quick because he's going to be needed against teams like San Francisco yeah. Tennessee and 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 some Buffalo Tampa Bay other other tough teams Arizona that the Colts play
0: later in the year still undefeated uh yeah it's Now I already forget. Yeah, it's not. It, it, it's been uh, Xavier Rhodes. You, <laughs> I got thrown off with the Cardinals talk. Um, I thought he started okay this season. It was after he got injured the first time. Since then, anytime he's been back, it's not been impressive. And yeah, nobody thought Rock was going to be number one. Um, overall thoughts, Andrew. Okay.
1: Real quick before I move on to the overall thoughts. Uh, One quick shout out to Bobby Okereke. 14 tackles. He was all over the field yesterday. He looked really good. Um, Just wanted to quick say that. But overall thoughts, the Colts took care of business like they should. The Houston Texans are a dumpster fire. We knew that going in. I was going to be... Very concerned if the Colts did not take care of business. I thought they would win handily. They exceeded, they did exceed my expectations. I said they'd win 31 17. The defense played better than I thought they would. The offense, I love the explosive plays because not only can the Colts sustain long drives, they can strike at any moment. And that's what they're showing you. And as Carson Wentz gets healthier, as T.Y. Hilton gets back into shape, as those two start creating a connection, we see Quentin Nelson possibly coming back this yeah, week. Braden Smith still needs to come back. Once this offense gets to full strength, I think it's going to be really tough. So uh, overall, I wouldn't take too much out of this game. The The major thing about this and the victory I would take away is just the confidence that it's going to help build and instill in this Colts uh, team yeah. as they move forward and so they can try to make a run to get back into the AFC South picture.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the most optimistic way to look at it. Like I told you before, uh, they needed to take care of business, and if they didn't, we were going to have an issue. Um, So this is to be expected. Not so dramatically large of a margin. I'm glad it was. I like seeing a step on the throat and uh, keep it there. Uh, But, yeah, we had to win. Had to win. So we'd be having a real nasty conversation right now if they hadn't. So.
1: And I think, remember last week when we were saying, hey, if the Colts do start to lose, well, do you think the Colts will pull the plug and start to sit Carson? The game was well out of reach, and at the end of the game, Carson Wentz was still in there handing it off. So that pretty much solidifies what the Colts are thinking, and, and Carson Wentz won't be sitting at all unless he is absolutely can't go out there this year.
0: Right. Um. Okay. Well, I, I don't know why I put up other Colts news because – It's just consistently injuries. Um, Why don't you run through those real quick?
1: So Braden Smith still dealing with this foot He missed his fifth straight game Hopefully he can play against San Francisco Especially with Nick Bosa and, and Eric Armstead Those are two real tough Defensive ends Kwoka Trey missed with a groin uh, Running back jo- Jordan Wilkins still out with an illness Anderson dejo the concussion We talked about Paris Campbell and his foot injury Looks like he's going to miss significant time um, Rockison Came off the field with an ankle injury It's the same ankle that he's been dealing with So hopefully that doesn't linger too long into this week and he'll be available for san francisco there wasn't an update on that today uh ty hilton pulled up with a quad uh injury late in the game he frank reich said he felt fine today and he's listed his day-to-day my guess is ty hilton will be just fine and he plays um and then john lucas a uh, uh, safety they brought up for the practice squad he left the game with a knee injury
0: awesome i'm sick of hearing foot sick of hearing seeing foot get it off the injury report I'm tired of it it's called a <laughs> lower body injury for me uh Do it like hockey does it where they just say lower body injury yeah there you go did you know that they've got like an insane restricted free agent period they get like four years on their rookie contract and then like they could be signed for up to 10 years or something insane like that i don't know a lot about hockey but terry was just telling me about it uh Terry. uh week six slate of games buccaneers eagles Bucks twenty eight, Eagles twenty two. That game was a lot closer than uh, I would have expected it to be. Hey, good teams
1: win. Great teams cover. The Eagles covered. They the spread was six and a half, and and hey, uh, I thought it was going to be a lot, a lot. Better bigger margin of victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well but I mean Nick the one thing you can say about Nick Sirianni's bunch is that it seems like they really play hard for Nick Sirianni which which good for him that's how the offense played last year and I think that's rubbing off on this Eagles team
0: yeah uh man what a piss poor game Jags beat the Dolphins I cannot believe they came back and won that game I didn't watch much of it but I saw early literally to marches them down the field. Easy peasy. I tweeted Andrew talking smack, and the Jags win. Yeah, and then you get a, t- a,
1: a tweet back saying, hey, what were you talking about earlier when when the Jags won on a game-winning field goal? Trevor a hey, the thing is, the Jacksonville Jaguars are basically a Super Bowl team when they play in London. It's a known fact that they just play better in London.
0: I didn't know they were playing uh, in London in
1: my defense. Uh, the, and they 100% did. The, the yeah, Dolphins I might that be out. the worst team. Well, besides the Lions, the Dolphins might be the worst team in the league.
0: Nah, I still think the Texans are worse than them. <laughs>
1: hey, the, the Texans and the Jaguars are currently tied for third place in the AFC South. People
0: forget that. They're also tied for fourth. Um, <laughs> Packers beat the Bears. Aaron Rodgers with the most amazing freaking belt celebration like rolls up, pops to a knee, and just goes right for the belt. And then he's apparently getting the double birds from a fan. And he says, I own you. I've always owned you. What a and celebration.
1: I, an absolute dominant move by by Aaron Rodgers. The Packers took care of it. They they helped with the they helped me win my parlay. Congrat uh thank you to Aaron Rodgers. Congratulations to me for actually winning a bet. And he uh, won eighteen
0: dollars. Yeah. 28%. Hey, Listen, a, win,
1: a, a win's a win. Hey, twenty dollars is twenty dollars. That's what I'm saying. So, and I lost it, a lot of money. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that Aaron Rodgers was able to do that. The Packers, I mean, the Packers. The Bears are always fun games to watch.
0: Oh, excuse me, Bengals uh, proved me right. That spread was way too close. Bengals twenty four, Lions eleven. Uh, cool Joe's cool and good. He's still a comeback year, the uh, comeback player of the year candidate, in my book. Him and Dak. Man, the Lions—they just look
1: bad. Golf especially yeah. looks bad. We expected him to struggle, but I didn't expect
0: him to struggle that, like this. And he's just been—he's been piss poor. Would you—will you say the other half of that sentence that you decided to leave out so conveniently?
1: That even if they get the number one pick, they uh, don't have many quarterback options.
0: No, uh, it was that Brandon was right. Jared Goff is ass, and you (laughs) you didn't want to admit it. Uh, Rams thirty-eight, Giants eleven. They also took care of business. Scared me at first. I, I, uh, I did not think uh, Matty Stafford was going to get it rolling. So, but they won by a lot. Yeah, I didn't see
1: really any of that game since I was down in Indy, but it seemed like the Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup combination was in full effect once again. Yeah,
0: let me tell you this. It was what is going on with this game? Why can't Matt Stafford score? Oh, finally, a touchdown. Look away. I look oh my at 14. Okay. 21. Babe, they scored again. It's third 28 points. I mean, literally every time you looked down, they had scored again. They just once they figured it out, it w- you couldn't be stopped. Uh, but yeah, Vikings, damn it! Oh, we're skipping one. Chiefs, thirty-one. Washington Football Team, uh, thirteen. Not good. It's. I thought.
1: I mean, they kept showing that score on the scoreboard of yeah. Lucas Oil, and Washington was up thirteen to ten. And yeah, that like, one took a minute. That was. I mean, that one kind of kind of scared me. But it seems like Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill started getting it rolling.
0: Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, shitty game, 400 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, just can't believe he's looking like this. I I mean, bench him. Bench him for Chad Henney. Bench him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vikings 34, Panthers 28. That one stunk. OT. They get it to OT. Stunk.
1: So I I saw a stat today that uh, eight out of uh, Sam Darnold's 25 catchable passes Were dropped. So they go, wow, that's a lot of passes that were dropped. We're kind of ignoring the fact that Sam Darnold threw it 41 times. So only 25 of his 41 passes were deemed as catchable by Pro Football Focus. That man, that man is, he started out hot and he's gone
0: ice cold, just like my betting game. No, you're warming back up. Good old Sammy Darnold's coming with you. Raven. We're on on a heater. We're on a heater. Bro, I wanted to put in another parlay because the Dolphins screwed me, right? So I'm trying to fit in another one as the day's getting started. I got Chargers at plus 10 and a half, and they didn't even come close. <laughs> Did they come within 10 <laughs> points of 10 and a half? I mean, they almost got beat by 20. They got or almost beat by 30. Oh, my God. 34 to 6. Unbelievable. I, I honestly thought the Ravens, after the emotional win
1: against the Colts, I thought they were going to have a little bit of a letdown proved me completely wrong they ran all over the chargers defense and and justin herbert had no no answers for what the ravens defense was throwing his way yeah i
0: didn't i i thought it'd be close i definitely didn't expect an ass beating like that either direction um cardinals just handle business in cleveland 37 to 14 everybody knew it was going to happen except for andrew and vegas
1: Hey, well, I think if you take a look at the pickup standings, there's a new leader up at the top. So, but we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, the, the Browns are starting to get hit by the injury bug real hard. I mean, Odell has already been dealing with an injury, Jarvis, I mean, he injury. has been looks, his whole career. Look, Same with yeah, Jarvis. Looks, looks like Nick Chubb was out on Sunday, and yeah. Kareem Hunt has a has a very bad knee injury. Um, there have injuries along the offensive line. Baker dislocated his left shoulder again. I think that's twice in like three weeks that he's dislocated that shoulder. I mean, credit to Baker Mayfield for going out there and still trying to swing the pill around. Yeah, but I mean, the Cardinals are tough to stop right now. They're very impressive.
0: Uh, And without Cliff Kingsbury, he was out with COVID. Oh, my God. Corona. Didn't know that. (laughs) I'm so sick of dealing with things. Just that that conversation at all. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders. They uh, we I wasn't sure what to do with that game, uh, and we both wondered if they would bounce back as one big you know happy team unit together. And they did. They beat the Broncos. I think the Broncos tried to catfish all of us starting out
1: winning those those first three games didn't play anybody, anybody tough. Now they're coming back down to earth and looking like a 500 to sub 500 team. Like we thought they were going to be in and credit the Raiders. I mean, all the crap that was going on this week with surrounding them, that franchise and John Gruden, I mean, credits to them for bouncing back and playing a good game.
0: Cowboys, 35 Patriots, 29
1: Cowboys covered. Thank the Lord. That one sealed it for me. So I saw this Dak Prescott, my father, threw for 445 or 452 yards. Either way, the most passing yards given up by a bill Belichick defense ever to a single player, even more than when Peyton Manning, all the times he would play against the, the Belichick defenses and sometimes light them up. Dak almost put a five bills on, on the Patriots
0: defense. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's a lot of football yards. Uh, and, uh, whatever form of measurement uses yards uh Steelers 23 Seahawks 20 did you watch the close. end of that game
1: I did not I fell asleep man what a wild game uh <laughs> TJ Watt is I'm I'm putting TJ Watt up there with Aaron Donald as best defensive player in the league. I think they're pretty much on the same wow. level. TJ Watt was damn near unblockable steals the game with the force fumble and poor Gino Smith, man. I mean, Gino tried his best and credit to him. I thought the game would be a lot, a lot worse. And I thought Seattle wasn't going to have a shot in hell and, and they, they proved me wrong. So, uh, but the Steelers, uh, you can't stop TJ Watt. He's just an absolute animal.
0: Tone Diggs tweeted at the beginning of the game uh that number seven was slinging the pill across the field. And then a little later in the game is when I saw it, and the Seahawks were winning and Gino was doing well. And I said, What do you mean Gino? It's very funny. Uh good story <laughs> you, to tell it again. You you and your little uh Twitter Twitter reply, especially with Mike Wells is close, my close personal bitch. Close personal friend. <laughs> Mike Wells, Jesus! Oh, yeah, man. I went there. He deserved it. Listen, Mike Wells, I live rent free in his head. He can't stand me. He blocked me. After all, I did was point out the fact that he was absolutely dogging Carson Wentz earlier this year, and now he's just a swinging, hanging on, <laughs> swinging from the whole bobble sack uh, of Carson Wentz. So I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate it. That's it. News around the league, Andrew. <laughs> Jeez, can we finish this show already? Uh, Eagles trade tight end Zach Ertz to the Cardinals uh, for cornerback Tay Gowan and a 2022 fifth-round pick. I cannot believe so, the Cardinals just got somehow better at football.
1: So the Cardinals just got better. I was going to say the exact same thing. So if you're Kyler Murray, you are you got James Conner, and I think is it Kenyon Drake? Is he still there, or did he go to the Raiders? I'm not Raiders. sure so but anyways you got DeAndre Hopkins you got AJ Green Rondale Moore Christian Kirk and now you got Zach Ertz so you got to throw the ball too as well like I don't know Ky- Kyler Murray Kyler Mur- Kyler Murray yes there we go setting himself up to just continue his MVP run
0: yeah he's going to be MVP uh because Dak's going to win comeback player of the year they'll bail out with that. Uh Josh Allen will stumble a couple games and people will be uh and my MVP pick will be right. Tom Brady by the way, still in talks. Unbelievable. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of watching it. Don't want to see Josh
1: Allen. Josh Allen's not going to win because
0: he's going to win Super Bowl MVP. You can win both of those. Very well could could uh yeah they're gonna win the super bowl against the uh arizona cardinals i think uh andrew colts player of the game please and thank you
1: my colts player of the game i wanted i was thinking about darius leonard but i'm gonna go with jonathan taylor just because of how dominant that second half was 14 carries 145 yards two tds and like i said before 83 yard run was the longest in colts franchise history he also had a catch for 13 yards and and I, I can't say anything else besides this kid is an absolute star and and teams, not only teams, but the national media and fans all across the country are starting to take notice. Jonathan Taylor, my Colts player of the game.
0: Yeah, I was going to, I knew you were going to pick Darius or Jonathan, so Darius, I, I, was, <laughs> I was right in the same boat. I was like, I know Andrew's going to pick one of these two, so I'll just take the other. Uh, great football game. Just want the, I just wanted to protect the football. That's all I want. And you even agree with that. Mm -hmm. So he he could use some work on that a little bit. Um, that's it. Hallelujah. This is getting out of hand. My, my, uh, decision-making and choice of words. Uh, go follow us at a Colts podcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all the places and, uh, interact with us. Don't just, don't just come follow us, say hello. And, uh, Chat. Tell us what you thought about the game. Uh, like, subscribe, do all the things on YouTube. Andrew, anything from you, kind of, sir? Episode 100 later
1: this week. We're turning the attention to the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, it's gonna be a really, really big game. Sunday night football. I'm gonna be there. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully the Colts can keep
0: it rolling. Um, all right. Yep. We're putting up the banner. We're getting out of here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh yeah episode 100 we'll see you then and until then andrew go colts go colts
1: let this moment become a cherished memory and then remember a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel god bless you and god bless football